0: hey gang welcome back to the show as always i'm your host akil Stos. in today's episode we're going to talk about how market manipulation in quotes of course actually works and what you can do to take advantage of it on your end. Now, before we hop into the show, do me a favor if you haven't done so already, leave me a rating and or a review on whatever podcasting app you're listening to this on. It takes a second, but it is the best way you can support the show. We're working up the rankings, trying to be the top rated trading podcast at the end of the year, and I need your help to do it. So leave a rating, leave a review, and enjoy the episode. Horizontal volume, which I told you guys before, hated volume, thought it was pointless for many, many years in my trading, had a growth mindset, decided to dig into it a little bit deeper, Um, did a lot of study on volume, your traditional volume, so you're you're under the chart volume, the one you see bar by bar, Um, there's a really good book if you want, it's called A Complete Guide to Volume Price Analysis by Anna Cooling. I can tell you what, if you're interested, um, it's good for volume, but if you're interested in learning more about supply and demand and understanding how the markets work, that is probably the best book to read on it. To be honest with you, um maybe it's because I'm dumb and I understand things in simple terms. Like so I'm I'm a fan of the book from Thomas Sowell, Basic Economics, because it's economics with no math. It's, it's comparisons and um relationships and Anna does a good, a good a great job of explaining kind of supply and demand in the market. And how smart money, I guess you can say, how smart money moves um, in a very simple way, relating it to like a store, where it's like, not to get too confusing, but it's like, how can I put this? So we know that, we know, also, is everyone familiar with how supply and demand works in like real life? Right? High demand, low supply equals higher price and vice versa. Right. So the idea of like the market is manipulated. And and when we say the market is manipulated, I, I don't necessarily, I, I, I hate using that word because I think it, it's very similar to when we talk about like guys trading is gambling. Right. And people get upset over that. I used to get upset over that or, or, or personally offended because I'm like, I don't want to be, this is my career. Like I'm a full-time trader. I don't want to be known as a gambler because gambler gambling has this negative connotation where it's like, you know, like a sleazy alcoholic, you know, someone that like, you know, just lost their family and they're just hanging out like, you know, shirt halfway unbuttoned, taking free drinks from the casino, like, you know, five o'clock shadow. Like when we when we, when we think about gamblers, isn't, isn't that what we like? We think about like someone hanging around the horse track, like, just picking up tickets hoping they find a the winner, right? Um, and that's not necessarily the case, right? That is, the, um, that is the, the, the failed gambler, I guess you can say. But there are also professional gambler, gamblers out there as well, like people that do it for a living that are really good. And so I used to get offended over people saying trading is gambling and, because I didn't want to be looked at it. Because in general, no one really takes what we do seriously. Let's just be honest. Right, you tell your friends that you're a trader, you're an investor, and they'd be like, "Well, aren't you a gambler? Isn't that dangerous? Aren't you gonna lose all your money?" Like it's, it's got a negative connotation. We're we're dummies for doing it. We're stupid. We should just be safe, right? Um, so for a while, I didn't want to be labeled as that because like I'm I'm passionate about what I do. Like I take pride in like being a trader. Like it, it's cool, and it's hard to take pride in something and have people just like bash you for it. Like it's just I mean. That's back when I cared. I don't care anymore. Um, But gambling, if if you are a, it's as traders, we are gamblers. We're just gambling on the right side of the things, right? We're gambling with the edge on our side. So it's a positive gamble. We are professional gamblers, ones that don't get flagged in the casino and kicked out, right? So I don't really mind the word gambler now because yeah, I'm a gambler, but I'm a gambler. I'm gambling with the edge. So I talk about manipulation. We think about manipulation as being a negative. When people think about manipulation in the market, the first thing that we think of is like, oh, the broker sees where my stop loss is at and they push price to my stop loss to personally take me out. And then it runs on without me because the broker wanted my stops. And let's be honest, like, are, are any of us that important that the broker is singling us out to take our stops in our measly little positions? reality check our positions don't do anything in the market everyone in this room could probably enter a max position size on the same pair at the same time and it would do nothing to the market the market wouldn't move a blip we don't matter so why would your broker care about stopping you out right but that's kind of what people think about when they hear manipulation the honest truth is Manipulation is a little bit different. It's, it's clo- it's, the manipulation is of the supply and demand. The, the manipulation is of the news. And I'll, I'll give you two good stories. One where one kind of explaining it and one where I had a really good trade because I knew it was happening. So we know about supply and demand. Right. Increased demand. Small supply causes price to go up. Right. So she gives good examples of how like uh, the market. Think about the market is like a factory. Right. And how there is the, the people that control the market, institutions, whatever like that. They're the controllers of the factory. So if I have this popular shoe, if I have this popular shoe, it's the Akeel Stokes Super Hop, right? And it's, it's a good shoe. It's selling great. If I want to raise the price of this shoe, what do I do? It's selling great. I'm making money, but I'm a greedy factory owner. I want to make more money. So what do I do? Well, I I burn half my supply, right? Oh, accidental factory fire, burnt half my supply, instead of a thousand shoes left, there's only 500 left. And they're only available for a limited time, right? We love that word, a limited time, right? So what did I just do? By burning my supply, I halved my supply, the demand is the same, And the result of that is the demand actually rises because now people are like, Oh crap. Like I can't, I can't readily get this the way I thought I could before. There's not as much left. I I have to get it now. So what can I do? Well, I can afford to raise prices and people will still buy it. So you see how that's kind of manipulation. Like that's a blatantly illegal one, I think, burning your supply. I don't even know if that's technically illegal or not, but that's like, that's the manipulation that kind of makes it in the, that kind of, that kind of happens in the market. Now, a a more specific market example would be this. I remember this was, um, this had to be the year, was it COVID or the year after COVID? When was COVID? 2020? Yeah, 2020, right? Because everyone's like 2020, yeah, clear vision, (laughs) goals, boom, pandemic, right? Um... It had to be probably not. It had to be probably 2021 when we were dealing with all like the extra strains, uh, strands, and whatever like that of COVID. And I remember it was right after. It was around this time. It was right after Thanksgiving. And I'm I'm up in um, I'm up in Connecticut, right? We had this nice house right on the uh, right on the lake. Uh, night before we spent barbecuing, cooking, drinking. Um, we didn't get on any boats because it was a little bit chilly. But like just a a random relaxation time for Achille and his family. R- rarely does that happen, but a random relaxation time for Achille and his family. And I remember we up, up the next morning, we're all chilling in the living room, eating TV or eating TV, watching TV, eating breakfast. And the markets had been on like a terror, right? The markets had been very, very bullish. Um, everything was going great. Um, new highs and stuff like that from, you know, all the COVID destruction. And I remember waking up on that 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 day i think it was uh it, was, it had to be black friday i guess and i remember watching the news and the news was just flooded each channel i went to was just flooded with bad bad news it was a new COVID stream like just it, it, it i don't know if it was the intuition it just seemed like they were intentionally telling me everything bad it was a maybe because it, I, I, it was a happy time everyone was happy the world seemed to be like getting better And they just kept flooding us with bad news, right? Markets were good. Everyone was making money, right? And they kept giving us bad news. And I'm sitting back and I'm just, I'm chuckling, right? All my family members are looking at the TV and they're like, you know, grabbing their mask. Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And I'm sitting back and I'm like, this is blatant. The markets have gotten so good that it's now too expensive for the people that want to buy to buy. So if something is too expensive to buy, but things are good, we know it's going to go up we would want the price to go lower, right? So how do we get the price to go lower, right? Instead of burning shoes, what if we, what if we flooded the news outlets with bad news, right? Because you use your common sense as a, as a human being. If I flood the news outlets with bad news, what do you think is going to happen? What, what do people do? Do people get excited and greedy when bad news comes out or do they get fearful and panic? Well, people get fearful and panic. And what do people do when they get fearful and panic? They sell. And what, do, what happens to the markets when everyone sells? It goes down. And what happens when the market goes down? It gets cheaper. And when it gets cheaper, that allows the people that really want to buy it to buy at a cheaper price. And buying is what they want to do in the first place so that's kind of a i remember looking at it and i'm like i'm smiling because i'm like i know what's happening and of course i went back and bought some right <laughs> i bought some shares in the s&p that day um but it's that that type of manipulation is what happens in the market and again i don't know if, if i don't look at it as a negative some people and i i don't know if my opinion's out there on this but like um some people will, will say it's a negative and it's unfair my opinion has always been this, right? I, I am, you know, we always talk about going off the elephant candle conversation. My job as a retail trader is not to move the market. My job as a retail trader is not to necessarily guess what quote unquote smart money is going to do, right? I, I don't, I have no idea what the market's going to do. And anyone that tells you what the market is going to do is a fraudster, right? My job is to pay attention. If the market is a train or the market is an elephant, I am the fly that is kind of hovering around that elephant's tail. And when I notice that elephant start to move, my job is to try to latch onto that tail and go for a little bit of a ride. So for me, manipulation isn't unfair. It's just like, those are the game. That's the game. Those are the rules of the game that we play. Whether we like it or whether we don't like it, because guess what? You don't have to like it. You can't do anything about it. Can you No. those are the rules. And when we decide to play this game, we accept playing by those rules. And my opinion is that, hey, whatever the rules of the game are, my job is to maximize the way that I can take advantage, right? that I can participate within those rules. So you can label manipulation bad. You can label it cheating if you want. No one really cares. The question is, how can you put yourself in a position to take advantage of it? And that's that's our goal as traders. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you have any questions on the subject, feel free to let me know. I know it's a little bit confusing. Um, you kind of only got half the conversation here because uh, this was from our live trading room, and I wanted to make it podcast length, but. There is a kind of a section underneath the Spotify podcast where you can kind of leave your opinion or ask questions about the show. Or, of course, you can find me on social media at the RTM. Shoot me a message. I do not bite. I love to address what you guys are thinking of. And, of course, many of those questions also become episodes of the Trading Coach Podcast.